Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch the Track podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show and co-produced by Mr. I-V-E-S-T. I am the Dude. And I am Grim. And today we are going to address science, dear science that is, and that's what we're going to talk about by TV on the radio. Yeah. 2008. Just so you know. Third. Oh, I I knew it. I just don't have it. Third. Third release. Yeah. By TV on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess right off the bat, where would you rank this dude in sort of their their catalog? Pretty high. Um, I mean, I don't know that I'd put it above the first record of theirs just because that was, you know, when when it came out, I was like, whoa, this is something kind of different. Um, but yeah. I'd, I'd have to put it in the top three for sure. Yeah, yeah it's Seeds definitely is really uh, good. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I know it's interesting to, you know, when you kind of read discussion forums and which ones people like the most and everything. And um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of people maybe don't like seeds as much. I do. I love it. Like, I just, yeah, I, I love that one. album. Um, and I always liked, you know, um, uh, desperate youth and bloodthirsty babes. Uh, I like that one a lot. And then this one though, I don't know. This one just hit differently with me. And I, I just, I just really liked it. And so this one's probably, I'd probably actually put it at number two. I'd probably put Seeds one, this one two, and then um, uh, their their you know Desperate Youth uh, first. Okay. Um, but man, it's 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 tough. It's one of those bands where it's like, dude, they don't have. I mean, what do they have? Five or six albums ish, and um, yeah. you know, it's it's it is sort of a I guess a smaller catalog. Um, but they're they're all real solid. So it's oh, it yeah. is kind of tough tough to to rank them there. Now, unfortunately, um, this is an album that it has been very difficult to really find out a whole lot about. I know yeah. that you had mentioned you watched an interview, dude, and they kind of talk about a lot of the, um, let's say, I love this word, the geopolitical landscape at the time <laughs> that, that it was written and yeah. recorded. And so obviously there was plenty of uh, good content out there to incorporate into lyrics and, and inspiration for songs. But unfortunately, you know, I'd love for like a little mini documentary, hell, even a good interview written or video would be nice, but there is just not much out there at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little frustrating for an album that is just, I think, this badass. Um, and there's in the production on it is just fantastic. Like, oh, there's yeah. So, so much going on. So many layers that it would just to have some something, you know, technically in, in depth. We don't need to, you know, I, I I guess I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, hey, you know, you know, please explain what this song means. You know, it's like I want to yeah. learn more about the, the, the creation of it, you know, and I, I just think it would be great if there is some sort of a you know more information about the production of it and if anybody watching this has that definitely send it our way because i wasn't able to find anything on youtube or, or google really um just you know you know i found mm-hmm. a few interviews and stuff here in 
there. There was a lot of stuff on, you know, the 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 10th anniversary when it came around in 2018. Uh, I believe they toured again and they kind of played this album in its entirety and everything. But yeah, it's 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 a little lean on on sort of the behind the scenes stuff. So unfortunately, we're not able to give probably as much in-depth info as we usually are uh, on some of our episodes. So to counter that, not a little lean is the fact that at 50 minutes, it was chosen to be put on two LPs. Am I correct in that? No, it's only one. Dude, dude. It's only one? One. 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 Single single disc, bro. Single disc. Yep. Congrat, dude. Thank you. More people should be like you, TV on the radio. (laughs) I am so proud of everyone here right now and TV on the radio. Um, with that said, though, I do remember picking this up when it came out because I was a big fan of the band at, at the time. I think maybe the year before or something, I believe we caught him at Lollapalooza. They would have been on tour with Return to Cookie Mountain, which Probably, was also yeah. a monumental release. Um, one thing I can say that's interesting is so this was recorded at a place called Stay Gold Studios, which was yep. emphasis yeah. on was in Brooklyn, New York. Now, apparently that was Dave Ctech's own studio. And I believe it unfortunately closed uh, like the next year. Oh, okay. Um, but you can, you can understand that, right? I mean, you got a complete like economic meltdown in 08. And so that's going to carry over, you know, there's, there's that, that's not just over right away. That's, that's kind of going to sure. go in waves and then uh, he he made a comment. There is an article in, in my favorite publication of all time, Pitchfork, but it's a good article and it talks about his studio closing and how it was sort of like this beacon of, of cool um, in, in the Brooklyn area and the New York music scene. Um, but they said that the rents in Williamsburg just got so prohibitive to anybody being able to do anything like that anymore that uh. I think the comment was... Um, the the rising rents forced a lot of talent out of Williamsburg. Ugh, I think was a quote. Sucks. Which yeah, a real bummer, right? Um, but yeah. I, from the pictures that I saw of it, it looked like a really cool place. And I mean, you know, it's it's definitely it, it'd be a cool place just having a nice studio where you feel welcome. But like when that's like that's like your home stadium, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. you know the, yeah. the guy the one of the guys in your bands owns it, happens to be a record producer your record producer and is in your band like that's definitely your home base so that that's a bummer that that sort of that wasn't able to continue after yeah definitely no it is yeah you're right it's like the homeboys and the away boys right yeah like it's 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 nice to be able to have that well and it's interesting too because um this is um this album i don't want to say it's a political album but it it took place at a very interesting time in our country um uh gw bush um, the little guy was uh, wrapping up his reign. Um, we had the war in Afghanistan going on. Uh, we were just beginning the biggest financial crisis, at least we had ever seen in our lifetime. Um, and so a lot of stuff going on. And one thing I will will say is a lot of the lyrics in the songs um, are 
are very interesting. They're 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 in my mind very sophisticated. Like a lot of times, I'll be listening to um, you know to to any of their albums and any of their songs, and I think it says one thing, and then I go through and I'm like listening to the album. I'm like reading it with the the captions on um, and everything. I'm like, oh wow, that's what he says. I was like, I've been wrong for like five years. We you didn't know? mess so. up on that one lyric though that says foam injected Axl Rose, right? Like, you're right. That's an that's awesome lyric. Awesome lyric. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it is pretty good, but um, so, dude, just I don't know if you saw this, but your boys at Pitchfork gave it a fucking nine point two, man. Well, of course, because the, apparently the stars aligned then, and like what they thought was cool was was also cool for other people. Then it's just that now it seems that that it's just not cool enough. Like I wonder what yeah. would happen if that album came out now, right? Right, but at the time, good. I mean, yeah, I just they were they were just sort of a this outlier of a band, really. I, I mean, because I remember getting Desperate Youth and Bloodthirsty Babes, and Thirsty it was kind of like, whoa, whoa. this is yeah. uh, this is different. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, of course, I think that was that was just at that that spot where like the two uh, parts of like the graphs sort of just hit right you know the circles overlapped yeah. right um yeah so it, in in one of my you know i was talking a little bit about the lyrics and stuff but in one of the i guess sort of articles that that i found about it um uh basically they said what is i i dude i can never pronounce his name correctly tunde 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 at a bempe is that i mean i i you know, sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but essentially he said that leading up to the the tracking of the vocals, he did an enormous amount of acid in hopes of erasing his personality of escaping his agony. And then, quote, I needed to do that if if only to learn that was not the best idea, he says. So this whole catastrophe and all of this shit, if you can share it with your friends, it'll give you some kind of strength or joy. So I found that found that to wow. be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I do consider it's interesting. I mean, you know, I, I, I guess I always associate, you know, doing hallucinogens with like psychedelic music and everything. Um, and this kind of is I, psychedelic it, music. But in its like own way. Right? Hip hop, you know. If yeah. It, if it met, yeah. Yeah. Some other hip hop and punk. And like, it's just it's got it just has there's some just. Yeah. Where th- there's a go? lot of different things. Where do you go to do a lot of acid in Brooklyn, in New York? That that's a good question. I, dude, the, the thought jungle, of actually <laughs> being in there and having that experience seems just awful to me personally. Yeah. But I yeah, that's what a friend said. Yeah, <laughs> speaking for a friend. Yeah, but. Um, but uh, so and then I do have one bit of information Ooh, about the share the, with the group no, about about the, the title of the album. Did you read that? Oh, I'm yeah. Not sure if that was in the, OK. Yeah, that's okay, why I kind of tried to play on it because it was like it was like uh, Dave Sitek. They made it as almost like he was writing a letter. Like, right. Yeah. 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 I tried to play on that in the intro, but it didn't really it, fall. So it well. didn't land. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyways, just like so exactly, you know, it's going to one of these days, man, one of these days, we, we, we won't be appreciated in our time, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, he wrote, I guess, on a note or something uh, in the studio and it says, dear science, please start solving problems and curing diseases or shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. And I just think that's, you know, the only problem with that now is is people don't really, there's so many people who don't believe in science. So most people would just be like, they shut wouldn't the fuck see up the anyways. humor in it. Yeah. They yeah. would. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but they, they, yeah, but that's, that's also kind of a, a bit of idiocy in, in thinking of science, like as some being on its own, it's, it's a method that we employ as human beings to find things out and to, right. Right. You know, it's, it's not its own entity. It's a way. <laughs> right. of, this is the way. This is the way. Says baby yeah. Grogu. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, you're into that? Oh, interesting, man. Oh, dude. Once or, once your you kid it. starts watching it, dude, you're, of course, you're, into it. you're in. No, you're in. no, no. <laughs> uh, so, so I did. There was another interview. Um, uh, and basically, it did talk a little bit about their, you know, I guess. I wouldn't call it the production or even the motivation, but basically, you know, they said that this this album for them is a, uh, you know, sonically, it's a lot cleaner than than the others. And sort of just even the motivation behind that was is like, okay, well, you know, we 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 tried we tried, you know, our previous albums have been like this. So let's try going the other way. So it's just kind of like stepping into maybe I don't know if I'd say uncharted waters because I don't yeah. feel like this out. Al- this album is a huge departure, but it's like, hey, well, let's all right, let's let's mess it's, around. Let's try things a little different. It's not guitar right? driven. No, no, it's definitely um, not it, that. And it's I, it, to me, it feels more sample driven than a lot of things. But but really, really just interesting textures. I mean, regardless of of their past work or whatever you think about like sort of their evolution. It's just an interesting use of a lot of different sort of textures and elements that maybe you wouldn't have thought of, but they, they work together really well, which I mean, it's funny because a lot of albums, you know, and really good ones that we like, you'll look at sort of the panel of reviews that they get. Some of them are unanimously good, some are yeah. not so good and some are mixed. And, and this one it seems to be very much unanimously praised. Um, and I think it was at the time and even now, which is is sort of interesting. Um, yeah. Because I feel like with so many other things, there's always someone's always going to call a foul on it, even if, you know, everyone thinks it's yeah. pretty great. But this, yeah, this is, one is, doesn't seem to be that. Yeah. Well, some people do it just to do it right mm-hmm. um yeah you can't please can't please everyone well so. dude they don't make statues of critics they usually don't so um you know it, it, it was interesting in the interview the interviewer asked him a question and they agreed with this and i'll, I'll read you the question in a second but i gotta be honest like i don't know if i i agree with it and and i'm curious what your thoughts are and the question essentially was um is it difficult for you guys um, avoiding temptation to keep adding tracks to songs. Dear Science feels less suffocating than the last record. And, you know, um, Tunde uh, said, totally. I, th- I think this time there was this thing of knowing that, you know, we'd finally got to the right point um, and then leaving it alone. We didn't we didn't need like this solid Buddha sound coming out of the speakers. Um, I I guess I. On where I disagree with that, I feel like this this album has so many layers. Like when I listen to the songs, there's there's a lot of transitions. There's a lot of layers to the song. Maybe they're not as upfront and like in your face. Um, but I, I do feel like 
Um, you know, maybe they didn't keep adding tracks, but I still feel like that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call this album, I guess, in my mind, like stripped down. I don't know. No, do I don't think it's stripped down, but in, there's in some songs, like some of them feel fairly full all the way through, like halfway home to me is, is a pretty full song. The drums come right. in just crushing and there's guitar in there. You know, it's kind of heavy, but there's, there's a lot of other songs, even like, um, crying to a degree and family tree where there's just there's space yeah there there is just space and there's breath and and that's that's kind of what i feel like uh not to say that that it isn't layered and it's not lush and there's not a lot going on but but Mm -hmm. there's there's like conscious use of empty spaces in there yeah it's the kind of like in the dark side you know documentary where you know roger waters is like leave a hole Right. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of kind of like For that. Where you don't you, you, you don't need to fill like every moment full yeah. of as I guess is full of as much sound as you can. OK. Dude, so, that, yeah, I, yeah that, note you can play as a rest, bro. Exactly. And rests are exactly. the rests are the original beat drops. <laughs> mm, nice. Nice. Um, well, maybe, you know, this is really all the information I had on the uh, on the album. Yeah, if um, anyone else know. knows, I mean, please like, like subscribe, comment below. below and leave something Let in the notes, um, you know, because it would be really cool to know literally anything else about this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do absolutely. one thing that they did cite. I do want to say real quick in the in the wiki article was that when they did that appearance on Colbert, and I guess he was a fan of them, mm-hmm. and uh, they played Dance and Shoes, which I remember watching that, and I was like, "Wow, that's the one they chose." But that one yeah. is such a statement in red. You know, that's like. That was like Radiohead doing Idiotech on SNL, really. I mean, it was because that song is just really in your face. And, you know, that's where the audience is like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Amazing, dude. Exactly. Exactly. So. um, So, yeah, dude, I think we should get into the tracks here, Um, starting off with track number one, Halfway Home. Like I said, it comes in with a bang, man. Dude, it does. I, you know, it, it, we always talk about how an album starts and how important it is. Um, but I love the energy that they bring right, right away when, um, you know, with, with this song and it pretty much stays consistent throughout the track. It has like this, just this pulsating energy. It's, um, it builds up a little more in the end with guitars. I love his, his choice of, of, uh, notes that he sings. Like when he does that. Like yeah. that's that's a really that that's the part that that does it for me and it's I, I have to say like even from the first time listening to it I would say this has always been my favorite song in the album. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So I'm not. Okay. I just spoiler alert. This is not the one. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I, you know, it, speaking of me as vocals, and I mean, I'll bring this up throughout probably this this album. But man, the way he uses his his vocals and he like does those, you know, just even sounds and things like that. He uses his voice also as like kind of an instrument. And yeah, I think that's, oh yeah. that's, you know, that's, it's, it's really cool. And, um, he also just 
changes it up a ton too he can like speak the words or he can yeah. sing and then he can go falsetto and like man and, and he'll do all of those within one song and it's yeah. um you know very very diverse man it's a lot like of vocal he, textures yeah it's like he took that idea that sort of yoko ono came up with and he was like here check this out this is what it would be like if it didn't suck yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yo oh yoko yeah. <laughs> oh god she's i dude horrible. i listened to that yesterday the rock and roll uh, circus in it she's still yeah. just as terrible as ever uh, i know it's kind of like you just you just you, like you had to fuck it up they had dude, such a good it's one of those things that like every time you're like listening to it you're like oh maybe she won't do it this time yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and then you were but like no well, no there it is no, just a kick in the dick. Um, so, all right, track number two, Grim Crying. Crying. I, now, I think Crying is, to me, Crying. halfway home, I love the song, but to me, that could have popped up on Return to Cookie Mountain. Okay. It just right. it, it has a very similar vibe. I just I, I could see that. I could see that of popping up on that album. It it's not too different than like Wolf Like Me in a lot of ways. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But to me, this one is like, okay, we are in new territory. Okay. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? With the way the horns kind of bounce around Dude. and it's just it it's it's got a very just different vibe to it overall. Yeah. And you do and that's one thing with this album, man, they, this is, I don't know if this is like their exile on main street, but dude, they, they use the horns and the brass on I this know. album a ton also now. And I don't remember it as much on desperate youth. And then on, um, well, return to cookie mountain. I just, you know, I, I, I don't remember. I haven't listened to those albums in a long time. Um, but it's very prevalent throughout this, this whole album, there right? Is- very, very prevalent. There is, and see, that's what I will never forget why I thought they were so trippy when I first heard them is because it started out with this little sax run, and then the okay. sax is doubled and played these sort of odd intervals and like sort of um, dissonant sounding things, and then the guitar just came in over it. So they've been, the horns had been there since like the first time you put one of their okay. albums on. But I don't yeah. think it was quite used like this. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's I what think... yeah, that's what I don't remember. This is like a different it's just such a different style and, and feel. Uh I, I Well really it's because they it. had Bobby Keys for it. What? Really? No. Okay. <laughs> but that was like, so sick. I was like, man, dude, I've missed that in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Fail. F. Yeah. Um, dude, so another thing with this song though is you want to know it actually reminds me of especially at the end when you get that that keyboard that dude it reminds me so much of letdown and how letdown oh, yeah. kind of ends a, a little yeah, bit that on little okay rundown. yeah yeah it does like yeah. it's yeah it's 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 kind of fun um and i didn't mention this i don't believe i don't know i, I didn't see it in this in crying but dude they use the claps a lot. I'm oh, talking about yeah. the clap. I'm talking, but dude, there's always just like, you know, there's just like always this clapping um, throughout well, the album and so many of the songs. A lot, too, yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but before we move on to dance and shoes, dude, one line um, that I just love in this song is um, uh, 
uh, when he's like, like Coke in the nose of the nobles. <laughs> yeah. The dude, it's just so funny, man. It's so funny. Is it is crying the one that starts out where he's like, hey, Jack, <laughs> fuck your war? Oh, that's Red Dress. I oh, believe. that's Red Dress. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, then we move on. Track three dancing shoes not dancing shoes yeah dancing dancing you gotta choose yeah choose it's a choice he's a what he's a what he's a newspaper man and he gets the best ideas from a newspaper stand from his boots to his pants to his comments and his rants he knows that any little lot of school will do we get a lot of clapping again but dude uh-huh. the way the way he starts off singing it's almost a kind of like i don't want to call it a rap but it oh. does have that kind of like i mean maybe it is a rap yeah, i don't know it, but it's, it's a lot it's, more in that style than than like singing a rock song i mean sure, if you had to put sure. it on one one pedestal or another it would definitely go yeah. on you know the yeah. the sort of like it's just got that delivery it's real yeah. um it's all about like the syntax and you know the rhythm of it and Right. Um, yeah. And it, it's interesting the way I feel like, you know, I don't know if I'd call it his cadence necessarily, but the way he, I guess, though, yeah, maybe his cadence um, or just the way he sings it. It sounds like he's almost like singing at you or preaching at you. Yeah. Um, you know, and then it transitions over to, you know, in my mind or I'm in my mind. I'm breeding yep. butterflies. And that's <laughs> but then, what I yeah. think is cool, because it, it has like these two very distinct parts, but they complement each other really well. Yep. Yep. Foam injected Axl um, Rose, bro. Yeah. And then foam injected Axl Rose. I mean, I don't I'd be curious to see what Axl thinks about that. I I, um, I don't even care. It's one of the best. Like, I'd be flattered just to be mentioned in a TV on the radio. Uh, album, I mean, but. and also at this point in his career, he probably should. Yeah. Be, I mean, it's not yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Any press is good press at this point for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, track number four, Grim Stork and Owl. This, this is slowing it down a little bit. Definitely slowing it down. Chills yeah. the album out because it's pretty much, um, you know, they, they do have some songs that definitely ebb and flow. And that's one thing they they definitely will do. Um, I've noticed a lot and throughout this album, they'll have songs that just kind of start off and then they, you know, get big and they really build up and stuff. And then they kind of dip back down there. There's just peaks and valleys. And I noticed uh, that this song kind of kind of has that kind of has that as well. Um, yeah. One thing one thing that really stood out to me and I noticed this in a few other songs, but in this one, there's a there's a part about a minute and 10 seconds into the to the track where they have like it's almost like. It's like a plucking string sound. It's I was just like, going to say that's okay. pizzicato strings. Ding, 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 ding. You know, okay, like, okay. Yeah. Is that what that... Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I wonder man, if that's great. an actual sample or if that's like... Uh, could be a Mellotron sample. Yeah. But I, I like the way they use that because it's... Oh. And I think they have... I believe there's like what sounds to be like some sort of a cello run underneath sure. there. Um, so I think that's kind of a, a nice touch to have with that because you like the... The texture of the strings, but I think we, we unless you're really a classical musician, a lot of people just associate strings with sort of that big, um, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, like breathing sort of cadence. And they forget that you can have those little sharp, yep. you know, they, they, it's like a whole other side to the instrument that you don't think about. Dude, totally, man. Like just, it's, it's like, it's like somebody woke up one day and was like, oh, you can use it this way too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just such a, yeah, such a yeah, cool, unique way to do it. Finger. 
Yeah. But this song to me is one of the most unique on the album. The the rhythm of it is is almost I find hard to follow. It's yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's 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 uh, I mean, I don't know anything about time signatures or anything like that, but it just seems a little, I don't know, kind of up and down. Um and not that it makes me feel uh uneasy, but I'm trying to like it's almost like I'm listening to it. I'm trying to kind of like figure it out and like where it's going a little bit. So Do you feel more like the stork or more like the owl? Mm, who? Who? Yeah. Who? Um, all right. Track number five. Golden Age. Was this not, a single? Uh, I have those upstairs, I believe. Or not upstairs. Um, up in my Yes, it was the first single. And Jan- Dancing Choose was the second single. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, um, I thought this was the single. Yeah. Um, now, they, well, this is Golden Age, not the Golden Age, like off of Beck's Sea Change. So this would, could have been a song of the same name. And if it was, this is my choice. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, I agree. Um, dude, this one might be the like the funkiest song on the album. Like yeah. they, 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 there's this song, and then I think there's one a little later that's got some funkiness to it. But man, this one, this one kind of really goes because that chopped r- up really beat, goes at man. It. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and just, yeah, the simplicity of just the bass um, going back and forth between those two notes and that chopped up rhythm. And of course, coming in falsetto, which is sweet because it's yeah. in complete contrast to like everything else that's going on. Right. Right. And then you get the big the big sound of when they go into the golden age part. Uh, let the golden. Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing I thought the was, age of miracles. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> yeah. um, miracles and wonders. Don't cry, baby. Don't cry. Yeah. Name that tune. Um, Don't cry for me, Argentina. Now, one thing I thought was cool is it was the weirdest thing, but it just said that um, in 2009, this became like a staple cover that the band Fish would do. And that's actually not a joke that that is in the article. And I just thought that is really an interesting, cool thing. Yeah. And I I could see them doing a cool version of it, too. Yeah, you know, not not as good as this one, but I mean, yeah, it's funny though, man, because not many. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people. I, I guess you know, I'm going to be judgmental here. I feel like a lot of fish fans might not know that this is a cover. I guess. Oh um, yeah, at know. least not at first. At first yeah. listen, yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is a new song. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but um, They're like, was that on one of the dicks picks? Dead. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On one of the picks. cassettes. Yeah. That's um well that is the dead, but yeah. Um No, I know, I know, but okay. I was just kind of saying that for people who didn't know what Dick's picks was, because oh. you might think of it as like an inappropriate sort of phone messaging thing. But yeah. in this case, it is a it's collection not. of live tracks that people put out by the Grateful Dead. How the times have changed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, dude, this is another one, man. It's got a lot of clapping on this track. And it's funny, dude, because he even sings, like, clap your hands uh, if you think you're in the right place. Like, I just thought oh, that was funny. Yeah. I was just like, wow, yeah, he's he's not he's not shying away from it. Not, yeah. not at all. Um, uh, but this is even this track. Um, and it's weird, man. Some of their stuff on here. And this is when I was talking about the layering of stuff earlier in a sense, reminds me a little bit of um, LCD sound system when in their songs, how they layer things. And it's just like, you know, a lot of times a song can start off very simple, 
And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it has this slow build. And before you know it, there's like 50 layers of different things going on that just all of a sudden just kind of crept up on you. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, this song and this album actually has has a, a, a lot of that in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um. So moving on, Grim, track number six, Family Tree, which on my vinyl will uh, close out side A. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, that makes sense. Basically, yeah. Split well, this it's kind of funny. I think I told you before. Um, uh, when I got this album, I bought it off of iTunes when it was first available. And this was like back in the day when, you know, I mean, what, 2008? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even have an iPhone then. So, like, iTunes. Oh, wow. And, yeah. I, yeah download, boy, yeah. that's a weird thing to think back on. Yeah. iTunes and downloading music and all that stuff. That was still like kind of a newer thing. And you had to like plug your iPod in and then transfer oh, the yeah. songs over. Like, uh-huh. dude, it was kind of, it was kind of a process, man. Uh, you know, some kids out there may not fully appreciate. It. They just think you should just be able to hit a button. Didn't work that way. But when I downloaded this album, for some reason, it only downloaded part of it. And it put this as track number one. And then I think it maybe put the first part of the album all behind this. So for oh. the first a couple okay. months of me like listening to this album this i was like oh this is the first track and this is like so that's initially how i always listen to the album and then somehow i figured it out that oh yeah there's like all these other tracks or this is in the wrong order so Dude, like it's kind of weird totally had that with old dirty bastard return to the 36 chambers oh. when i actually listened to that on streaming i was like whoa i know every you know you know all the songs but you're like this order actually makes a lot more sense than the way I've heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For when you first told me that, like offline, it was funny. I didn't realize that they that the the cuts were just in a different order. And so in my head, I'm like, man, you must have thought that was a short ass short album. album. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been what one, six two, songs. three, four, five, six songs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it was. More of and an EP, so, really. Yeah, more, yeah, definitely more of an EP. But, you know, I, so it's kind of funny, man. Like, then I started listening to it and all the other songs were in front of it. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Because um, yeah. I kind of got, dude, it's just a weird thing. I got used to like, hey, this is a cool way to start the album, you know, yeah. just like the way the piano comes in everything. I mean, very, obviously very different than, um, you know, halfway home, the way the album starts with that. No, um, yeah, and I I can't diss them because I'm so happy that people had the foresight to put it on a single disc. But I also think that Family Tree would have been a cool way to come into side two. Side two, absolutely, I hundred percent agree thought, with that. Just a thought, but dude, when you're at fifty minutes, man, you gotta. I, yeah. I understand why they did what they did, and I respect that. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a great way to start side two. Hell yeah! So, um, let's see here. But anyways, I yeah, I think this is, uh, you know, uh, I really like the song. It stays, you know, very, very uh, pretty much consistent. A good, throughout. a good thing about like um, a good example, rather, of them just sort of embracing the space. Exploring Definitely. It. Just exploring Absolutely. The yeah. Space. Yeah. Well, in, in an interview, I don't know if you read this, but, you know, they asked them the question. They're like family seat or family seat. Family tree seems quite personable um, from like a lyrical perspective and dark, too. 
Um, and then they, you know, talk about some of the lines in the shadow of the gallows of your family tree. There's a oh, hundred yeah. hearts or three pumping blood to the roots of evil is this song about uh, desire to transcend your own history in a sense. And basically says, um, you know, I mean, the song specifically is in the direction of love. Um, you know, wherever somebody experiences something like a racist or homophobic parent saying, you know, you know, I will cut you out of my life if you decide to be this way, which is obviously mm-hmm. a v- very damaging thing. Um, but he kind of, you know, he's like, ah, it doesn't even have to be a generational thing. It's just the idea of someone thinking they have jurisdiction over someone's heart, which seems to be such a bizarre thing, um, to, to me, um, you know, to, to me, it's about things I've seen people, uh, or I've seen things happen to people. Um, and I know where someone from an older generation, uh, maybe they're protecting the person, but actually they're kind of fucking someone over, um, fucking over someone um in the younger generation uh in the name of the name of fear it's like you know and and you see that obviously in our society and our culture i mean oh, that's absolutely. like racism racism and and people being you know i guess homophobic, homophobic and yeah, all that stuff all i mean that. dude it's like apple doesn't fall far from the tree right a lot of the yeah. time so um you know it's it's interesting and it's so um sort of that message like the the feel and the sound of the song though is is really interesting because it it sounds so just it sounds very soft to me and yes. very just you know so it's 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 almost uh it's a good contrast there for really what it's what it's about yeah no that's that's so. well said yep yep um track number seven grim this is your song man yeah hey <laughs> you know? jack fuck your war hey jack Actually, I, I don't I don't think those are the words, but um, dude, what does he say? I want to look it up now. Okay, it's um, hey Jack Boot, hey Jack Boot, fuck your war. I don't know what Jack Boot is. What's uh, a Jack Boot? Okay, so I was real close. I yeah, I, I but, missed one word. Uh, Again, it is it is one of those things though where it's like, oh man, I hear that, and I like I've been dude. That's what I've been saying for you know whatever since two thousand eight too, you know. And yeah. then I, I was like, oh okay, I don't even hear the boot part. But, yeah, I don't um, either. Yeah, but again, dude, this song is pretty funky too, man. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a really really interesting beat. Um, and then and then that whole like go ahead and put your red dress on part. Yeah, that's got the horns. And again, it's, yeah, oh I know, it's, right. It's kind of like Golden Age's cousin, but it's a little sure. more aggressive. It's a little yeah. more aggressive instead of being a little more like chopped up and, for lack yeah. of a better term, funky. I know that we're technically not allowed to use that word according to some YouTube listeners. Some, no, it was actually Reddit's Redditors, oh. but Redditors, know, Redditors. Well. Um, so, um, yeah, dude. Again, though, even the vocals and stuff in this song. Uh, um, a lot of it seems a little free flow and stuff yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of the way he sings it and everything. And, um, you know, and even it's it's interesting. You know how you were saying, uh, you know, this this isn't really a, a, a guitar kind of kind of album or anything. Um, I find the guitar that, like, it plays these weird little pieces just kind of in the background, just doing these, like, weird little, I don't know, you know, riffs and noodles and things like that. Yeah. Um, that I just, I don't and know. I just, it just rhythmically, But still not yeah. driven necessarily. But that's, yeah. that's what I yeah. like is, um, you know, when, when the guitar doesn't have to necessarily drive it, it just becomes an accent piece. A yes. spice, if you will. 
spice, the spice of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. All right. So this is the point in the album for me. Like this next three song run is like, my, oh. this is what I look forward to this, like the whole album. Um, and we start with track number eight, Love Dog. thing that always jumps out to me is the roads on love dog man sure okay yeah yeah it, it would yeah. have to you know it just, yeah it's got it such a thick smooth sound and it it kind of i think the roads is really good at having a somber tone when it wants to and this song is kind of that yeah oh it definitely does like it you know it starts off pr- pretty simple and basic and dude and then we got the clapping again you know the mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and he, I don't know, man. He just does it so well. Um, yep. And then, he's you know, he's an got excellent it. clapper. Dude, really, he's got the clap. Um, he's he's then, lucky that the lights just weren't going on enough. <laughs> exactly, dude. I know. Clap on clap. Yeah. Um, but, dude, it's pretty dreamy. And I love the way he does his ooze, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, know. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, my favorite line probably of this whole album is is uh, in this song. And that is um, uh, patience is a virtue until its silence burns you. Like Ooh, I just, uh, yeah, wow. I, I, yeah, that, that a one's good one. That one's always cut, cut pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, that's pretty that deep. That is for me. a really good one. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why that. Why is that doing that? Oh, okay. I don't even know why I'm putting a quotation mark in my notes, but I just wanted to yeah. make sure, like, I finished it off, you know, so I'm grammatically correct. Um, also, dude, this song has some picking, but it sounds like almost like picking a violin strings. That would also you, be considered pizzicato. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Just it's that really that terms more or less reserved for any instrument that's traditionally bowed to play. But if you oh, pluck, the if strings, you pick it, it's yeah, pizzicato. pizzicato. Learn something new every day. There it is, mate. There it is. Check that off the list. I got it. My to do list. I should put that. Did I learn yeah. something new today? Yeah. That's, like, that's a good thing to have on your to do list. Well, All right, you, Yep. Shout me out when it's yeah. that time because uh, we're about to shout it out here. Yeah. Now, I like this. This is a complete change of mood, um, but it really, uh, I've always liked this song. Um, I, I just, I like his cadence. Um, the, the, the whole way it's sung is just, uh, the note choices. Yep. It's really yep. nice. Yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. I really, there's one thing that I kind of like at the end, like the, the guitar part, um, you know, again, it's not guitar driven, but at the end it's got this real fuzz and it's just kind of like playing, playing really kind of fast and everything yeah. and just doing stuff. But it's interesting when I was listening it, uh, to it in headphones, there's two guitar parts essentially kind of like doing the same thing. So it, it feels like they like they recorded two guitar parts. Um, they didn't try to have them mirror each other. It was just like, hey, I'm going to put a guitar part in and it's just going to be kind of like all over the place and fuzzy and whatnot. And then they're like, all right, we'll do it again. And then they just put both of them in and they put one in the left ear and one in the right ear. Yeah, um, which I would do that you know, because it's it makes the it makes everything a lot thicker. But what's cool is if there's just if a lot of it's the same, but there's the subtle variation, it's it's a nice effect, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I thought it worked really well at the end of end of this song. It gets all yeah. gets fuzzed out. Um, speaking of fuzz, Grim, dude, D L Z. I don't even know what that stands for. I don't know, and if somebody does, please let us know. But below. it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter because whatever it stands for has got to be awesome. You know, yeah. like like, dude, it's um, this is, you know, this song and Love Dog, I think, are my two favorite on the album. And I just love uh, the energy of the song, the way he sings it. Um, he just he, he he sings it with some attitude, you know, oh, yeah. and it's like he, it's 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 just a badass song, man. It just really is. And he kind of like the way he sort of attacks the vocals and everything. I just really, yes. really like. Um, and then this the females to feel like the dog has a bone. Isn't, Exactly, um, you know, and then the 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 female vocals of the la la las are, yeah. are really really nice too. I know. Um, but and dude, the, the I words like sort of the vocal effect when he does this is beginning to feel like the long winded blues of the yeah never never yeah. never how they how they kind of never mind that. death it's, professor lovers. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean and I, dude I feel like this song actually needs like sort of the the lyrics to get broken down now we're not going to take time to do that but this song just has some of the best lyrics and like word combinations mm-hmm. um that, yeah. that I, I find to be really really interesting um and just i don't know just kind of kind of pleasing like uh, eternalized objectified yeah. um things like that so never yeah. you mind yeah never you mind death professor love is life my love is better so um yeah then Grim, last track of the song, or sorry, last track of the album, Lover's Day. Oh, but the longing is terrible, once and heart under attack. I want to love you all the way off, I want to break your back. Dude, starts off with the sleigh bells, man. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. You know, but definitely get a little break. I mean, the I feel like from... From pretty much, you know, Love Dog, Shout Me Out, obviously brings the energy, and then DLZ. This one starts off, you know, you get that kind of like we were talking about earlier. You get that a little bit of time to breathe a little bit. But and then it's not it, as dark, yeah. Yeah, definitely not as dark. Definitely not as dark. It um it uh you know, it fills up with sound. Definitely they they fill it up again and bring like uh, a lot of the orchestration and stuff back in. Uh really, you know, lots of saxophone on this song and everything. Yeah. Um right. you know, and it is it is sort of like this this lover song you know give me the keys to your uh hiding place i'm not going to tear it apart um i'm going to keep you weak in the knees try to unlock your heart but then i i, I think my favorite is um i'm going to take you i'm going to shake you i'm going to make you come that's that's a, yeah that's a, some some solid lines there dude some solid writing oh yeah yeah doesn't doesn't leave much for the imagination and why would you want to dirty dirty birdie all right grim um have we gotten much, to that point in the show? We have gotten to that point in the show. Um, I think we've covered our favorite songs. It sounds like yours is Halfway Home and mine's sort yeah. of a jump jump ball between Love Dog and DLZ. Yeah. Now we come to the point where we're going to scratch it. Yeah. I think, you know, so we're talking about science, man. Maybe we scratch it. Maybe a microscope, something like that. What do you think about that? A broken beaker. A broken beaker, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not like Beaker from Muppet Babies. Like we're talking about the one from science class, yo. Yep. Yeah. Well, cut right through yeah. that CD or vinyl release. 
or vinyl. Yeah, it might even fuck your MP3 up. It's so sharp. We can only hope. All right, Grim. Um, are you going first or am I? I'm happy to. Okay, go for it, man. I think the album could be bookended so beautifully by Halfway Home and DLZ. Yep. I would cut Lover's Day, man. Give me the keys to your hiding place. I'm not gonna tear it apart. I'm gonna keep you licking the knees. Try to unlock your heart. So it's interesting that that was sort of where I I was at and thought I was at and then I listened to the album again this morning. If we had gone to if if we had gone to overtime, I would have chosen Lover's Day. But man, I really listened to the words again today and I was like, man, I kinda like the words. I really do. I so I think I know what you're gonna cut. I'm actually gonna cut Stork and Owl. I knew it. Oh in your arms from the stars. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. They had, to me, those were the only two choices. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, it just... Now that know. there is a choice, we get it. It's perfect. Like, just play the game. Yeah. Play the game. It, it, there's something about it where it's just a little... The song is a little too subdued and sort of like uh, rhythm, rhythmically for me, a little off balance maybe. And so yeah. that's that's where... That's kind of where I had to go with that one. Um, you're 100% right, dude. Though, I mean, look... I mean, book ending it like, dude, ending with DLZ. I mean, dude, just what a badass way to yeah, end the dude. album. I mean, really? I mean, so I cannot argue with your Lover's Day cut because, dude, you're just going to end. And dude, that just like is like a statement. That's like a ballsy way. Dude, yeah. talk about like, dude, the all time mic drop. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's like, and we're fucking out, you know? Yep. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that. let us know. What would you scratch if you had to below? Yeah, um and you know again any interesting facts about the album because this is a mystery wrapped in an enigma it is it is so and uh we have also done an episode on their album seeds so if you guys like that album i do believe we had some more information on that album um than kind of the background information we were able to get on this one so um definitely if you love that album if you love tv on the radio um check us out we got a whole bunch I'll of other tell stuff you, man. The information on that one, I'm glad I picked up that vinyl when I did, according to what you said yesterday. Jeez. Dude, dude Discogs is just yeah, not out is, there anymore. It's not, man. I need to get some seeds, man. And it's probably seeds. the coolest one I have, like one of them. Oh, dude, it's it's badass. It's badass. So I'm very, very jealous. Very jealous. So, all right, Graham, I think that wraps it up here. Um, it, it does. It's time to all go. All right. Time to go. The dude. Dude, you show. Show. Dude, you show. Scratcher Track is produced by the Dude and Grim. Additional music provided by Moore and the Tings. Copyright 2023. The Dude and Grim Show.